This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, everybody. Um, I'd like to open up with a, um, a disclaimer. Um, everything I'm going to say tonight, none of it is my own. I am not on the level of saying anything on my own. Um, I'm going to, I've been listening to a lot of people who are speaking, and um, everyone's giving a lot of chizik. I'm going to shift. Um, I'm going to shift the thought a little bit. Um, I, I do want to open up and give everyone a huge chizik. I, I know that um, there are many people that are in, in a lot of fear, fear of dying, um, fear of being very sick, fear of losing someone that's very close to them, fear of the whole world being destroyed. A lot of There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of myra. Um, so I would like to dispel that. I can't get into who said this because it's very secretive, but a very big tzaddik, and we're going to learn a chidah tonight. We're going to learn a, we're going to learn a lot of things um, that are very deep, that are very kabbalistic. Um, I've had a lot of time to to sit in and learn in the last two weeks, um, realizing that I need to make more time in my life to learn because there's so much to learn. But um, a very big gadol, very big tzaddik said that in the Rishchidosh Nisan, which is tonight, finally is here, Baruch Hashem. Uh, we know that it says that in um, the time of Mashiach, we will be Nigla um, in, the, in the month of Nisan. Um, we, were, we were Nigla in the month of Nisan. Pesach, we got out of Mitzrayim. Uh, it was scary. This is very close to that night of Mitzrayim. The halacha was that we had to bring a Korban Pesach. And um, the Korban Pesach had to be... One of the halachas in Korban Pesach is that the people that are invited to eat the Korban Pesach have to be set up before the Korban Pesach is shechted. Nuyoy, it's a, it's a group. And you have to set up that group before... It couldn't have been that big a group because it's a lamb. So how many people can eat from one lamb? So it couldn't have been... Uh, it couldn't have been a Pesach hotel on that land, that's for sure. Um, it had to be something private. It had to be set up beforehand. And uh, they shechted that carbon Pesach. Um, I'm sure they were very nervous. Um, the doors were, had to be closed. Um, there was a lot of death in Mitzrayim. Um, a lot of crying, a lot of screaming by, by the Mitzrayim. And they were locked in their houses. They were told they're not allowed to come out of their house. Um, one of the questions that's asked is, um, during the ten makos, Hashem very much separated the, the Jews and the Egyptians. So you could have a Jew drinking from a glass of water, and the Egyptian would sneak up behind him and stick a straw in there and try, try to drink, and up his straw would come blood. Um, the Arba went till Goshen. The Devra went till Goshen. The Barad went till Goshen. Wherever there were Jews, we were separated. But not on the night of Pesach. On the night of Pesach, Hashem said, stay in your house. Close your door with your family that you set up before Pesach. And put blood on the inside mashkov, doorpost, not on the outside. Because the mashkis, the plague of Makas Bechoros, will be outside. And in a plague... The mashchis has permission to take the good with the bad. So 
you got to stay home. And there was not going to be a separation. Don't step out of your houses and stay inside and stay with your family. And the famous question is, um, why blood on the inside of the door? If you want the mashkis, whatever that is, whatever, whatever the mashkis is, to know that it's a Jewish house, first of all, it has a mezuzah. So why do you got to put blood on the doorpost? And second of all, then put door, blood on the outside of the doorpost. Um, put blood on the outside of the doorpost so that the mashka sees it. Why do you have to put it on the inside? Then we see it. It's a famous question. And the terror is that this was a huge test of Amuna. And four-fifths of the Jews did not make it out of Mitzrayim. It was a holocaust. Only one-fifth made it out of Mitzrayim. And the numbers of, we know, went out 600,000 men. That means there, was three, there were three million men of that age at that time, and maybe even more. Um, and only one-fifth made it out of Mitzrayim, the Chamushim And the Jews had to put the blood on the inside so that they would see it. Remember the Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach was very dangerous. We shechted a lamb, which was uh, Mitzrayim's Avodah Zarah. We tied it to our beds, which was their Avodah Zarah. We mamish stuck him in the eye. And... Um, it was really a night of, of terror and also a night of, of, of Imuna. So sometimes the Imuna emits the terror, not sometimes, um, brings the chayras, brings the freedom. So there's a lot of terror out there right now. And I'm just advising all of you that are watching this, nothing against person against the Shiva world of what's is or all the news, but, but it just makes you more scared to hear Every single person that dies and every person that's sick, uh, a lot more people died from the flu, except they weren't keeping count. So it didn't affect us. Um, this is about Imuna. This is not about counting the dead or counting the sick. Um, yes, 100%, if there are names on the Internet to daven for, you should definitely daven for them. But all the news and, and Trump and, and two billion and trillion and zillion and all this stuff, uh, this, this is... This is something that has never happened. We're going to talk about this tonight. This has never happened since Hashem created the world, except for um, the Mabel, but this has never happened. Um, money is called Zuzim. And the reason it's called Zuzim is because money moves. Zuzim, it moves. It moves from one to the next. So this guy's rich, he loses his money, the, this guy becomes rich. Uh, this business is good, this business isn't good. Then this business is good. This business isn't good. In a recession, the guys who have money, they can buy real estate. And, and they can buy, and then end up becoming even richer. What happened here is it didn't go to anybody. Hashem, God, took trillions, zillions of dollars off the world. It doesn't exist anymore. The stock market is... 10 or 11,000 points in four weeks. It was at its high. Oil. The Arabs. Saudi Arabia. The, the South America. The oil-rich. Iran. The oil-rich countries. Oil was running the world at $62 a barrel. It's $23 a barrel. Where'd it go? Who, who got that money? Who got the $40? Nobody. Who got the 11,000 points from the stock market? Nobody. Who got the money from all the businesses that are closed, the airlines? Zillions of dollars. 
everything he took, he went to the world, South America, North America, Europe, Russia, China, everywhere. Hashem put his hand on the world and he just took all this money. Foom. It's gone. It's not Zuzim. It didn't go to anybody. It's gone. And America is printing money and whatever. He's trying to stop it, but God runs the world. I mean, Hashem should have Rachmanus on us and it, sh- it shouldn't become a depression. The money is gone. He never did that before. It's gone. Nobody has it. Not only that, he took away everything. He took away the fashion, France, the the they just canceled all the Hollywood stuff. He took away the movies, took away Broadway, he took away all the Toma, all the Toma. He took away sports. Like why did he take away sports? Like right? What does that have to do with Israel? What does all this other stuff have to do with Klai Yisrael? He took away everything from the earth and he just closed it down. And I, I can't tell you why, but there's a very interesting medrash. And, and, and one of the biggest questions, I, I just want to tell, it's, it's like, it should be bothering everybody. Like, this is like, this corona business, this should have happened in the month of Av. Not in the best month of the year. It's happening in Ador. Ador is Mazel Dogim. Mishinichnas Ador, Mama Simcha. Right, when we came, like, how could you do this in Ador? And now it's Nisan. The two strongest, best months for the Jews is Ador Nisan. In fact, it says that Mashiach, it's brought down in Kabbalah, that Mashiach is supposed to come in Tishrei. He's supposed to come in Tishrei. Chidol says that. The reason Hashem not, didn't bring him in Tishrei is not bringing him in Tishrei because it says in Nisan we were we were we got out of Gullus and in Nisan Nigal we're going to come out of Mashiach is going to come. The reason that Chidol says that Hashem didn't bring it in Tishrei is because Tishrei is Din, and if you brought Mashiach through Din, phew, the world would be destroyed pretty much. So he pushed it to Nisan. But it seems to us that this ain't Rachamim. This is Din. Such a crazy sickness. Such a not normal sickness. It's not even normal what it does. It takes away your taste. We'll talk about it. It takes away your taste. It takes away your smell. It, 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 it puts you in bed. It gives you chayim. gives you fever. I'm not even going to get into what the Chidot says. Hot, heat, fever, where that comes from. Why, why, whatever. I'm not even getting into that. Kapara on certain Avera that he brings down, um, it, it, it knocks you out, it, 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 it spreads not normally, they're saying it doesn't spread in the air, it's, everyone has it, it's like, the whole thing is very mudna, but the, the question that everyone should be asking who's watching is, Hashem, how can you do this in Adar? How can you do this in Adar? And in Nisam, Pesach, Seder, like what? The opposite. It's all answered, in the Medrash. The Medrash says the following. The Medrash says that there was a story, I've spoken about this, where Elion, when, when the Gizeru was written, Elion Navi came to Moshe Rabbeinu and he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, could you go to Hashem and break the Gizeru that Klayashol is going to be wiped out. Moshe Rabbeinu asked Elion Navi, is the Gizeru written in blood? 
or is the gzeir written in dayo, in ink? If it's written in blood, I can't do anything for you. My gzeir that I wouldn't go into Eretz Yisrael was also written in blood, and you see I couldn't break it. If it's written in dayo, if it's written in ink, then the tears of Klai Yisrael will erase the ink, and you'll be saved. So, Leonovi asked Moshe Rabbeinu, I can't get into see God's contract, what he wrote, how do I know how it's written? This is very important for everyone who's listening. The Medrash says that the Gezerah is always written on earth before it's written in heaven. Always. God does not write the Gezerah first. It's written here first. So this this whole virus, this whole money thing and closing everything was written here on earth before it was written in Shemayim. So you know, he said, so what do I do? He says, go, go see how Haman wrote it. See how Haman wrote the Gezerah. Fascinating Medrash. The Medrash says, so he went down to, um, he went down to earth and he saw that if you look at the Megillah, it says, he cut save, um, uh, Haman said to Achashverosh, write La'avdom to destroy Klai Yisrael. And El Yonavi started dancing, he ran to Moshe Abbeinu, he said, Moshe Abbeinu, go to Hashem, you can break the Gezerah. Moshe Abbeinu said, what happened? He said, Haman wrote, in the word he wrote, he wrote La'avdom. He wrote Le'avdam to destroy them. Le'avdam spells Lobadam. Lamed Aleph Beis Dabamem. It's not written in blood. And he went to Hashem and, 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 and Kachoya. So we all need to look at how this Gezerah was written on earth. But we also need to know, and this is very bechizik, that if it happened in Adar, it's going to be really good. Because Haman thought that Adar was the worst month for the Jews. Two things. On Yud Gimel, on Yud Gimel, Adar, in the Makkah of Choshech, four-fifth of the non-believers of leaving Mitzrayim, of the Geula, died. And he knew that. He knew that. Um... He knew that it happened in, it happened in Choshech, and on that, on that day, the Chidot says, and therefore he picked that day, that was one. And the other one was that he knew Moshe Rabbeinu died on that day. But really, the month of Adar had a lot of other very good things about it. So, because Baruch, who, who, who made the Geirul come out? Who, he picked it. Who made it come out? Hashem. Haman came from Amalek. Amalek believes in the theory of randomness. So, random, he picked he picked Ador, and it's going to be good for them. We know that everything has Ashkacha Pratis. So it wasn't random. So Hashem made it come out in the best time that it could be for Klai Yisrael. So we know that if the disease started in Ador, we don't understand it. Imagine the Jews, when they heard Ador were going to be destroyed, they thought Ador would be the worst month ever. They had the same question we had, like, how could this be bad? Moshe Benu was born in that month, and a lot of other good things happened. They didn't understand, like, we don't understand. Because Baruch was saying, I made it fall out in the best mazel for you guys. So everyone that's watching needs to know we don't understand this, but it's the best time. If what happened in Av, you got something to worry about. If this corona started in Av, or in Tishrei, you got something to worry about. But that it happened in Adar, it's, you should be partying. We cannot, we can't party, we don't understand it. We can't, but, we should be, we should be dancing. And we will be dancing, Mitz Hashem. I, I, I'm gonna talk about, when we get back into Shul, I think it's gonna make Simcha's Torah look weak. Imagine getting back into Shul and holding a Sefer Torah. Ah!
Imagine going back into shul and saying Shabbos to the guy in shul and, and opening a sitter that hasn't been opened. And wow, when we get back into shul, it's going to be crazy. Wow, when I could go visit my mother, I'm going to give her a hug. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let go of her. My grandchildren, my mother, my sitter. Can't kiss a sitter. Maybe some other guy kissed a sitter. You can't kiss a sitter. Maybe some other guy kissed a sitter. It's not normal. It's so sad. It's so sad. But but it happened in Adar. It's not going to change because the coronavirus happened. It's going to always be for Klai Yisrael. It's not changing. It's written forever. So if it says in the Shulchan Aruch, Therefore, that will never change. And that means that this year, what's happening in Ador is Marben Basimcha. We should be very happy about it. We don't understand it like they didn't understand it until Ador they were, we were saved and Haman was hung. We don't understand it, but you have to believe, and you have to believe, which I'm going to learn with you tonight, that in the month of, of Nisan, nothing can hurt us, and that on the night of Pesach, whatever it's going to be, you should, no one should be alone, there should be a nice nifla, and we should all be together, but if we, no matter what, it's Leil Shimurim, and it's a night, that the, the mashchis, and the mazikim, and all the other bad things in the world, don't exist. So, we have to be very encouraged, that it's not of right now, or Tishrei, and that a Baruch did it, and we should look at it, and know for sure, 100%, that this is good. And, and we should be happy. I know that's like a crazy thing Rabbi Wallstein is asking, but there, there are people that are dying, and that we shouldn't be happy about that. There's nothing to talk about. But we have to put our trust in our Kodesh Baruch Hu, that for the Klau, for Klai Yisrael, somehow, it's the Mashiach, we don't know exactly what it is, but if, it, if it's Adar, it's Marm Basimcha. The, the subject that I really want to talk about tonight, which my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamliel, spoke about a few days ago, I think we all need to shift. Everybody needs to shift. In the Gezeira, on Purim, Rav Shem Shem Pinkas Ol Vashom, Schus Yogen Oleinu, he said, why is Purim greater than Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is Yom Kippur. It's like saying, C&C Cola is like Coca-Cola, so what's the better one, Coca-Cola? So Yom Kippur is Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippur is like Purim, which means Purim is way above Yom Kippur. We're comparing Yom Kippur to Purim. We're not saying Purim is like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is like Purim, which Purim is greater. Hashem asks, what are you saying, Yom Kippur? It's well, you're fasting the Elah, Hashem will look like, 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 how could you say Purim and drinking and eating and family and dancing, making noise? Like, like how, what is it? How, how could you say that? Right, how do you understand it? He said something very, very, very deep. And I would like my share tonight to affect everyone on what I'm about to say. And it's what my Rebbe is talking about. I, I don't, myself, I'm guilty, and I don't think people are getting it. So, Rabshim Pinky said the following. When Mordechai went into the street, Mordechai can't even go into the street today. And he was, He screamed a bitter, loud cry. Where was his bitachon? Like, why was he worried? Mordechai? You think Rav Chaim Kainesky is worried? Why did he say? Mashiach! Or, Hashem is going to say, like what everyone's saying right now. 
Say Tehillim, Hashem's going to save us. Bitochen, where was Mordechai's Bitochen, everybody? He's scared of Haman? He's scared, he didn't bow down to him. He's scared of Anamaleki? What was he scared of? What was he scared of? Why didn't he just call everyone in Klai Yisrael? Esther told him, Leich Kenais Kali Yehudim. wasn't his idea. Why, why, why did he cry in the middle of the street? So, some of them forced him to say, he knew that, he knew he had Ruch HaKadosh that we would be saved. But he wanted Klai Yisrael to do tshuva. It's one terrence. But Rav Shem said something amazing. He had Ruch HaKadosh. He saw that God set, signed Gezerah in Shemayim that we would be Nashim, Anashim, the top would be destroyed. He's all signs. It's like, what are we going to do? So, he told Klai Yisrael, never ever did God sign to destroy the whole Jewish nation. Women, children, everyone. There won't be one Jew left in the world. He never signed that. Even by Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, I will destroy all the Jews, but I will make the rest of Klai Yisrael come from you. He didn't say that to Mordechai. He said, I'm destroying every Jew. There's no, there's no. Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, okay, I'm destroying all the Jews, but you're going to start the new Jewish nation. Here, by Purim, no Jewish nation done over nothing. Never did that before. Mordechai said, oh my God, we're worse than the Egel. The Egel, he was destroying everyone, he was keeping Moshe. Hashem didn't say, okay, I'm going to destroy everyone, but Mordechai, you're going to stay and your family's going to, or, or the, or, not Achikans, or any of the Nevi'im. No, I am wiping out every Jew. The Jewish nation is over, the world is over, it's over. Everything is over. He never, Mordechai said that never happened before. So he cried, it's Achikadayla, he said, Kleisrael, Hashem not even saying that I'll, I'll, I'll start a new nation. It's like, it's over. The Jewish nation heard this and they're like, God signed us out. Mordechai, okay, so, okay, so, God signed us out, but we still have Rav Chaim Kainesky. He, he, he's the God of the door, he's going to dive in, we're going to do, we're going to get online, we're going to do at 12 o'clock, we're going to do, we're going to do, right, we have Rav Chaim. Kaisel at that time did not like Mordechai. They didn't get along with Mordechai. First of all, he was screaming at them going to the party. And second of all, he bat, he didn't bow down to Haman. And, and everyone else bowed down to Haman. They're like, you, you caused the whole trouble. You got us into trouble. So they didn't like Mordechai. So the Galhadol was out. They didn't like him. But they had one hope. Donald Trump. One hope. We got, we got, what's his name? Donald Trump's son-in-law. He's a Jewish guy. We got him in the White House. We got Esther. So God signs us off. Our leader is not, we're not interested in him. But we, we got somebody, Esther, she's the queen. She'll save us. Okay. So the pol- politicians in the Jewish world, the politicians, they had someone in the White House. So they were like, Jew, don't worry, everyone, yeah, don't worry. Okay, Hashem gave us up and the Mordechai forget about but we got, you know, politics. We have, we have a good president. You know, we got the right guy. What happens? What happens? She invites Haman to the party. And they're like, 
check out this check out this queen. She went to the other side because Haman was trying to become the the king, and he tried to. He, she knew he tried to poison Achashverosh, so she figured that if she gets close to Haman, they kill Achashverosh. Her and Haman are going to take over, and there's a lot of Persian stuff going on politics. So the Jews were like. All the newspapers, you know, for Shabbos, all the newspapers you're going to buy, they're all like headlines. Esther Trader. Now they had nothing. No God to save them. No rabbi to save them. And no one in the White House to save them. Says Rav Shem they were finished. There was no way for them to get out of this. What did they do? They did what we're doing. They said, we can't go to shul. We're doing it at home. Lech Kenoit Kalihudim Esther said, listen to me. You think that a father who signs a decree to kill all his children is not going to hope that someone's going to come along and rip that decree? And she said a marshal a parable. There was a king. His son rebelled. He called his number one in command and he told him, take him to the woods and execute him. He, was, he, re, he rebelled against his father. And the executioner, who was his, the king's best friend, went to the woods, took out his sword and couldn't do it. Couldn't kill the prince. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. He couldn't kill the prince. And realized that he's going to get his head chopped off for not listening to the king. Can't kill the prince. He comes back to the king the next day. It's a beautiful marshal. The king says, Before you killed my son, did he say he was sorry? Did he say he loves me? Did he say anything? And he said no. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything? He didn't say he loves me? He didn't say he's sorry? He didn't say he wants to come back? Nope. He didn't say anything. And the king was broken. And the king started to cry. He didn't say anything! He, he didn't cry! He didn't say anything! Nothing! Nope. He didn't say anything. And I know why he didn't say anything. He says, you know why? Why didn't he say anything? Because I didn't kill him. What? And he starts hugging and kissing. And the executor says, you're not going to kill me for not listening to you? Kill you! I love you. Where's my son? No, you ridiculous. You have to hear this. When you're and he brings his son in and the king's hugging and loving him. 
And the son's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. So Rav Shem Shem Pinkus, all of the Shalom, Susa Yorileinu, listening in Ganeiden. That's Purim. Klai Yisrael said, even though you gave up on us, Hashem, even if you don't love us anymore, we still love you more than anything else. And when Hashem heard that, he ripped up the Gezerah. Just as he never wrote a Gezerah to destroy the whole Klai Yisrael, which was the greatest pain for God, the greatest simcha for God, was ripping up that Gezerah. Everyone who's watching, this is Rabbi Gamliel, not Zechariah Wallstein. Everyone who's watching needs to know, don't sit at home and complain that your kids are home, that you might be Pesach by yourself, that you can't go to work and you lost a lot of money. This is a very big test. And this goes to a Rambam that talks about the coming of Moshiach. And the Rambam says that if there's any other reason that you want Mashiach, besides that the Shekhinah, Hashem, should be revealed in the world, and the atheists and the rest of the world should know that there's a God in this world, and that Hashem Echad, Ushmoy Echad, we say at the end of, the end of your whole davening, of all your prayers, the whole end of everything, Shmona Echad, Kriya Shema, Adel Raichad, Yerabonet, everything that you say, the end, that last line in the book, the summation of the case. On that day of Mashiach, the world will know there's one God. Not the NBA, not your house, not your money. He took it all away. Not million dollar weddings, not $150,000 cars, and I'm... I'm as guilty as everyone else. Not Pesach programs on the level and all the stuff. He took that all away. He took it all away. Not $150 bottles of wine. Not going out to eat and spending $1,000. Everyone wants to know, why Hashem, why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing it this way? Interesting. Last week, Donald Trump got up. They got up and they said that that in the last 10 years, the last 10 years, the world has not seen such success monetarily, including in the Jewish community. Money, tzedakah, don't get me wrong, give me chasadim, on a crazy level. Hashem threw money into every type of business, restaurants and cars and stuff, and we gave tzedakah 100%. And he, for 10 years, the stock market, four weeks ago, was at its high. The world, hotels, lavish vacations, not Jews, not, I'm not talking about us, the whole world. First class, business class, flight. They said that, that before this started, the airplanes, right, they were never so busy this past Thanksgiving and, and the Goyesha holidays. They never had so many travelers, ever, ever. 
Detroit, cars, everybody, everything. Hashem was raining money, not just to us, to the whole world. It's like the guy on top of the Empire State Building, I love this story. The guy on top of the, top of the Empire State Building, and he wants to get attention. He wants to get attention. So he takes dollar bills, and he starts throwing them down. And these dollar bills are landing on the floor, and people are running all over the place. Look, dollar bills, dollar bills. Everyone's looking, but no one's looking up. And that's not working. So he takes $20 bills. He starts throwing $20 bills off the Empire State Building. And everyone's running around picking up the $20 bills. Nobody's looking up. He figures, you know what? I'm going to throw $100 bills. So he takes $100 bills, and he throws them off the Empire State Building. And now, there's thousands of people going crazy collecting $100 as it's f- flying down. They don't care who's throwing the $100. They want the $100. So if they're going to look up, they're going to miss the dollar. So everyone's filling up their pockets. He's like, what does it take for you to look up? And there's a guy standing next to me. He says, you fool. What are you throwing $100 bills? Throw rocks. Throw pebbles. Really? Yeah. He starts taking some pebbles. He starts throwing them off the Empire State Building. Ow, ooh, bang, smashing cars. Everyone's pointing up. There's a machine up there. He's throwing pebbles. Call the police. Call, call SWAT teams. Get him down. He's like, I throw you $100 bills. You don't point up. I throw pebbles and you point up. Ladies and gentlemen, for the last 10 years, Hashem has been throwing $100 bills. $100 bills to the world. Money, money, money. People lending money, interest, this and that, and money, money. Everything is money and better and money and money. And I'm as guilty. And money and money and money. And Hashem's like, I am giving you this, Parnasa. Look, thank me, look. Don't waste it on what you're wasting it. Use it for... for... And no one's looking up. Ten years. We try him. Seven good years. We had ten amazing years. The last ten years. In every business... Now everyone's looking up. Why are you doing this, Hashem? Why are you doing this, Hashem? Hashem, why are you doing this to us? What's with this disease? How can you do this? Where are you? I thought you were a loving God. I'm your child. What are you doing? What are you doing? What? And, and, and Jackie was saying before, with the medicine and the bitter medicine, and you have to give all kinds of truths. And Hashem's like, I don't want to give you bitter medicine. <laughs> I, I, I was throwing hundred dollar bills at you guys. I, I don't want to throw pebbles and rocks at you. Oh, so now you're pointing up. Shalom Aleichem. I'm not happy about this. That's not what I had to do. But, ten years! Ten years, I'm giving you all this, riches and finances and everything, Baruch Hashem, and children and families and houses, and you didn't look up. So now for three weeks, three weeks, I'm throwing pebbles, all of a sudden, why'd you do this, Hashem? So he did it because he wants us to look up. But the focus should not be on what we don't have. Where's my family? Can't hug my mother. 100%. Maybe you should have hugged your mother a little bit more. You have to look at all the stuff he took away from us. Can't go to visit my mother. I can't go to my grandmother. I can't have my family. I'm stuck at home. I can't go to yeshiva. Now everybody wants to go to yeshiva. I can't go to shul. Maybe we need to think about what we do in shul. And we have to make sure that we don't talk in shul. And a big tzaddik got up and he said, maybe we should make sure we don't bring our phones into shul. Not turn off your phone. Leave it outside of shul. Hashem doesn't want this technology. This is the war of Goygumagog. Many Gedolim are saying technology against Hashem. Hashem created a world where we should talk to each other and we don't have to be six feet apart from each other. But no, we all stay at home. 
and our, our little our little phones, and we that's how we talk to each other. So, okay, that's how you want to talk to each other. Shem says that you want to talk on your phone, and you want to text, and you want to WhatsApp. So now you're stuck in your house. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. You want to send smileys, um, then you can send smileys on your phone, but you can't get close to someone and give them a smile, and you can't even talk to them. You don't want to talk. So you, you don't want to talk. You want to use your hands to talk. Okay, so now you can't talk. You can't even be within six feet. Maybe we should think about kiddish clubs. Not to turn our back and walk out of shul. Now you can't walk into shul. It's not push it. Every person has to go. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I, I can tell you that look at what he took away from us. And that's very simple. Everything's me that can take me to look at what he took away from us and try to figure out, you know, what, what, what we need to do. But it's like, it's like a father, a very good muscle I heard. A, a father who, he, he calls his kids into a room. He says, listen, I'm, 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 I'm asking you all, you, you all have to leave my house. I'm throwing you out. Huh? Why are you throwing me out? He says, you go, you go out of the house, figure out why I threw you out, come back, tell me why, fix it. I love you, I want you back. So all 10 kids go out of the house, one kid comes back and says, Ty, I know why. Says, why? I talk so fresh to you. Okay? I'm not going to do that anymore. Come back. Next kid. I never make my room, it's a slob hole, it's a mess. Um, from now on, I'm going to be very clean. Come back. Next kid, I'm doing so bad in school, I'm aggravating you, I'm going to do much better in school. Come back. So, he's not throwing us out of our shuls. He's like, right now, I need you to go out, figure out you. Every person is different. I, I don't do certain things in shul that other people do, but I'm not having kavana. So maybe Besuki to Zimra, from Haidu till Shemana Ezra, till Baruch, I don't even know what the words mean. I never really sat down with an English sitter and figured out all the halalukas, and, and maybe I'm dominating too fast, and, and, and maybe all of us shouldn't run out of shul at the end of Elenu, and we should show Hashem that we love this date hanging out with you, God. I was just telling somebody that, um, that you know, you know when your kids are going on, you know when your daughter or son is, is very seriously dating? Well, it's usually your daughter because that's the driveway that he's bringing back. So when they date for like four hours, and then they're sitting in the driveway for four hours talking. So you know she doesn't want to get out of the car. He, does, he doesn't want to let her out. They're talking for four hours after the date. So, so, but if you see the guy drop her off after three hours, and she gets out after, Mama, she's three hours? He took her three hours to the minute? And, and that can keep, it's not happening. It's not happening. Maybe the first day, second day. But on the eighth day, three hours and out? It's not happening. But if you're sitting in the driveway, leaning back and talking for five hours, that's what happens when they're really going seriously. So, so we, many of us, we finish davening, the date's over. 40, 25 minutes! If the guy goes over 35 minutes, shachwis, by me, everyone's going crazy. 35 minutes! 33 minutes, depends what about Tzvili is, and out. That means that your date with Hashem is, I gotta go out with you, because they read the Shidduch, I have to be there with Shachwiz, and now, I'm out! Now we want to get back in. So we need to talk, think about, ha, huh? from now on, after Elena, I'm going to sit for 10 minutes and be mad with the Sedra. I'm not running out. I, I want to hang out with you, God. I'm not running out. Or, maybe, Come late, and you're always catching up. Um, you go on a date. One of the things that the father judges if the guy is someone that you want to marry your daughter is if he shows up on time. But if every time he comes to pick up your daughter, he's 15 minutes late, it's not a good thing. Guys are usually sitting in the car five minutes before they come to the door. They're not coming in 15 minutes late every date. So a guy who comes to shul, again, do I come late? I have, I have my things, you have yours. The guy who comes late, the guy who's, at the, kiddish, uh, the guy who's talking by davening, the guy who's in the kiddush club, 
every guy in shul doesn't put a sitter away, whatever. Every guy in shul, I, I don't, I'm not judging. I have to, I have to do my own thing, right? Do I spend enough time with my mother? He took that away from me. I can't visit my mother. Do I spend enough time with my kids? He, 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 he took me. I can't go out. Am I doing honestly in my business? Am I being very honest? Am I lending money with interest? Am I doing things I shouldn't do? Right? So I got to look at my business. He took, he took the business away. He took so much business away. People are unemployed. We have to look at, at, at that. We have to, every person, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. It's not, so you can't get up and just say, cheers! No. No one's, no one's doing that. It's a, it's a personal thing. Lashon Hara, for sure, it's your mouth. It's spread by the mouth. Everyone's walking around, I'm poor. It looks like poor. I'm poor. The whole world has their mouth covered. You don't have to be like a big rabbi and a brilliant guy to figure out, hmm, everybody in the world is walking around with their mouth covered. Must be, this has something to do with the mouth. Whether it's talking by davening, Lashon Hara, Rechilos, bullying, I don't know. Every person has to go into their thing with the mouth. With shul, with parents, with derecheretz, but again, that that's a piece of it. I, I was just thinking, if you if you close your eyes for a minute, everybody. So there's a very big rash in Shemayim. There's a there's a very the, the, Shemayim shaking. The malachim, Hashem, the malachim is angels. And, and we're going to learn a little bit inside. It's very late already, but we'll learn a little bit inside. The Malachim, so, so, so they bring our Tfilos, right? The Gemara says that Hashem comes to the minion. And the first ten, right? Hashem waits for the first ten who come every single day to Shul to the minion. And Hashem waits for those ten. And if someone's not there, Hashem says, where are you? But Hashem's not coming to the minion anymore. Because there is no minion. Right? You, you, so this is what Rabbi Gamliel was trying to say. We have to stop focusing on our pain. We don't have school, we don't have this, we don't have that, I can't go shopping, I can't buy clothing. The, the Rambam says that you are an apikairis if the reason you want Mashiach is any other reason than God's revelation to the world. If you want Mashiach because you don't have a shidduch, and after this Mashiach, you're going to have a shit if you don't have children, you're going to have children, or you're sick and you're going to be healthy, or you want to see your grandfather that passed away, or you want even the base Hamigdash. No, 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 no. You're an Apikairis. That's the Lashon in the Rambam, Apikairis. You're only allowed to want Mashiach because Hashem should be Hashem Echadosh Moyachad. Which means that you can't sit at home and complain about anything that's going on out there. The only thing you can complain about is... That the Shekhinah is in Gullus. That Friday night, this past Friday night, we all sat in our houses and said, Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, Malachei Asharis. But there were no Malachim coming into your house. Because the Gemara says that the Malachim that come to your house Friday night come home with you from Shul. But you didn't go to shul because the shuls were closed. So those malachim were not on earth. And all the angels, millions of them, that bring the hevel hapiv, the words from your mouth in shul, are unemployed. 
and all the malachim that bring the Tinaikat Shilbeis Rabbam, the words of the children of learning Torah in school are unemployed. And the Sifrei Torah, if you could travel in your mind to a shul and listen to the Sifrei Torah talking to each other in the Aron HaKodesh, how come nobody has kissed us, looked at us, carried us in the last three weeks? What is going on out there? The shtenders are quiet. The sidurim are quiet. The yeshiva based medrash is quiet. The angels don't know what's going on. Where are Hashem's children? Where are Aminyanim? Where are Ashiurim? For God to sign a Gezeira that we would not have Yeshiva, that some of His people were dying, that we will not have Shul, that we will not have Siddharam with our families. For God to sign such a gezerah on his own children must be so painful. He must be in such pain like he signed the gezerah on Klai Yisrael on Purim. And we need to sit and be in pain for our father who had to write this gezerah. This terrible gezerah on the world. And that's all we're supposed to be doing. Banging our hands in our head and saying, I'm so sorry that I caused you to do this to the world, to Yisrael, to your children. We caused this. And we apologize and we love you and we miss you. And there's such a void... And that's all we're supposed to be doing right now. And if we do that, with the pain that he wrote to Xera, the happiness like on Purim when he rips up this Xera. That's all that this is about. This is not about getting back to anything else. Not business, not family. It's about getting back to God. And ripping up that gazera that he wrote on his own children. A few nights ago, a few policemen showed up at a mikvah in Flatbush, a women's mikvah in Flatbush, and closed it down. Mikvah Yisrael! We close our shoes, Yeshivas! I got a, a call from someone, a mikvah lady, that he just, they just closed down a mikvah. Baruch Hashem, I think Chaim Dutch, I don't know exactly who was busy with this, but they got it reopened. We have to titter. We have to shake. Like, God, what's going on up there that you had to, three policemen closed a, a women's mikvah? We are so sorry, Hashem. We're so t- sorry, Tati, that we caused this to you. That's all this is about. Nothing else. 
Not about getting better, not about finding medicine. Of course, we have to do what we have to do. Not about people dying, not about people being sick, not about kids being home. It's not what this is about. It's not why we want Mashiach. We don't want Mashiach for this to stop, for this disease to stop. We want Mashiach so that the world should see that Hashem Echad is Echad. And if we do that, all the other stuff goes away and all the good stuff comes back. And that's Nisan. Now I want to read you. I'm not going to keep you much longer. I want to read you some chizik. I want to read you something very deep from what I just said from the Toma Devorah. I'm not going to get into the explanation of it very deeply because it's very Kabbalistic. I want you to understand what's going on a little bit in Shemayim. The Shekhinah has a Chaylas Ahava we'll see in Shir Shem when I end the Shir. Sick in love. When the Shekhinah is forced to go into Golos. And it no longer can give Shefa to Klai Yisrael. Because of your sins, I will send away your mother. Ubir Khan, says the time of the Vaira, the Nikras Chayla. You hear this, everyone? The Shechina, when it has to be separated from class, from what's going on right now in our shuls and our yeshivas, it's called a Chayla. You think we're sick? The Shechina is called a Chayla. Elegami Shesh Hatsfirot Nikrim Tiferes. From the level of Tiferes, Ukishnifzak Hashafa Lehem Gamhim Nikshavim Chayla. All the spheres, all the constellations, once separated, are called sick. And the Tikkuni Azara says it's like a bird. What's going on right now? It's like a bird that's that left its nest. It's thrown away from its nest, and it doesn't have its nest. Then he says something very deep. You should know that not only the Shechina. But the Ish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he calls him the Ish over here. She'en way kisei. He no longer has a kisei agavayim. Ume'ovam bo'elam azeh, az ha'shefa mistalek mimena. And because of the sins of the world, the shefa, which we had for ten years, leaves. Ha'teferes eno mashbiyah. And the teferes, the level of teferes, is not mashbiyah. And he says, it's like a woman who needs to nurse a child. But if she's not pregnant, she has nothing to nurse. She, she doesn't get what she needs to nurse, to nurse. She only gets it when she's pregnant. And he says, More than the child wants to nurse, Isha writes a lehinak. The more than the child wants to nurse, the mother wants to nurse the child. Much more than the child wants to nurse. Hashpia, that a Baruch wants to give to us, much more than we want it. 
He wants to give it to us. And if he can't give it to us, it causes a sickness. I don't understand what that means. It causes a sickness in Shemayim. So we, we need to understand the pain that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is in. That we can't come to Davin and all the other things that are happening. We don't, we're thinking about, oh my gosh, it was doing to me. I can't go to Davin. I miss Davining. Uh, I can't go to Davin. I'm so sorry that you miss Davining. That we can't give you what we need to give you. I'm not sorry about me. I'm sorry about you. I'm sorry that you're in pain. I'm sorry that I forced you to write this Gezeira. I'm so sorry. But let me give you some chizik and we'll end with Shir Shirim. Says the Chidon in Pasha's bow. Tikvan nimchak amolek be'era Pesach and era Pesach amolek will be wiped out. Benimtza mitzah Hashem de'belel Pesach by the night of Pesach in two weeks from tonight. Kvar kisrei v'shmoy shalem. Hashem's throne and His name will be full. It will be a night of being watched for, God, for all the Kais lost in Lovo in the times of Mashiach. They will not have permission to hurt us, any mazikim, to hurt us. The Ein Satan, the Ein Pegara. By Pesach, there's no Satan. Laila Hahi, Mekudeshu, the Shemayim. This night is holy for Shemayim. The Reach Averu, Loi Adasba. And there's no more Avera. Ula Asid Lavo, in the times that we're in right now, Tia Gu'ula, Mishar Hamishim, will come from the 50th level. Gu'ula, Hosidim, and Heru Yemenu. And he says the following. The Rav HaKodesh, Master Pali, says, HaKodesh Hazel Lechem, it says in the Pesach, this month of Nisan, is HaKodesh Hazel Lechem, it's for us. What does that mean, it's for us? And the other months, it's not for us? So he answers, HaKodesh Hazel Lechem, I did the math to make sure, not the Chavshom, I didn't think the Chidon knows what you're talking about, but I did the math, you ready for this? Why is HaKodesh of Nisan that we're starting tonight for us. Hachodesh Hazel Lochem, Hachodesh, Hazel Lochem, Hachodesh is 317, Hazel is 17, Hem is 90, equals 424. Why is this month for us, everybody? Moshiach Ben David equals 424, says the Chidah. Why is Hachodesh Why is this month of all the months your month? Because this will be the month, Hezrat Hashem, that Moshiach will come. We should all be zoich to Moshiach. One of my boys, who I taught many, 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 many years ago, who's, who's the head of actually the EMS, EMT, and st- whatever, he's very big, he's very big in the whole the whole situation that's going on. Hazmat and everything else. And he called me up, he says, Rebbe, how you doing? I'm like, Baruch Hashem, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm very scared. I'm like, you? You're not scared of anything. You're, you, you, you're scared? You were taught, he was taught how to, how to deal with Atomic warfare and, and, and radiation and I, what do you, he says, no, Rebbe, I'm not scared 
of the disease. He says, what are you scared of? And he's not religious. He says, I'm scared that Mashiach is not going to take me with him. So what do you mean? He says, you know, I don't keep, I don't keep code, I don't keep shot, I, you know. I'm like, do something about it. He's, like, he's not religious. He's not religious. He said he went out and he bought a thousand dollar freezer and the first time in his life he bought kosher meat and he filled it up with kosher meat and he's putting on filling. He says, I'm not scared of disease. I'm scared of being left behind. He's not religious. Us, we should be very scared. We don't want to be left behind. So we, we need to go inside ourselves and, and, and make sure we don't get left behind. I told him, the Gedolim, the Tzadikim, it's the door of Chesed, it's the door of Kirov, and the door of Kirov has the right to take everyone that do a and all the people in Kirov, to, to bring everyone, because without that, we're, what's Mashiach? We have to tell Hashem, if you, if you don't save all the Jews, if my brothers, even though they may have sinned and they may not have kept Shabbos, but if you don't save them, then it's not Mashiach for me because I love them and I need them and they're your children. And if, if my brothers die and my brothers are not going to be at the party, then, then how can I be happy if my brothers are not there? So we need to say to Hashem that even the ones that, that don't deserve whatever they did, they're my brothers and I want to see them all. And we have to dive into Hashem. We want Mashiach, but we want everyone there. And I told him that. And so you keep putting on your tillage. But that's what he was worried about. He's not worried about, he's not worried about, how many of us are not worried about the virus? Not at all, but we're worried about if Mashiach's going to take us with him. Yeah, we got to think about these things. Anyway, um, I want to end, and then I'm going to give you something that might help, um, that I think we should start doing every day. I'm going to actually walk to my front door. I think it would be very helpful for everyone. Um, Baruch Hashem, Hashem had a lot of Rachman. It's not a nuclear war. And maybe that's what it should have been. And, and there would have been a lot more death and radiation and who knows what. And Hashem, instead of doing that, instead of a World War Three, which a lot of people thought Mashiach would be World War Three, so this is epidemic World Three. You know, it's an epidemic for the whole world. There's no question Hashem did it in, in, in He loves us. And, and we love Him and we need Him and we miss Him. And there's no question that it's with a lot of Rachamim and that, um, and that it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. There's nothing to talk about. It happened in Adar and that tells us that it could have been a lot worse. So we're going to, um, we're going to, I'm going to take you to my front door in, in two minutes, not yet. I'm going to take you to my front door, and I'm going to show you something that might be very helpful. Um, it's definitely based a lot of our tov that we didn't have, that people can't smell, and you know, you know the nachash, the nachash, um, it says that, that Hashem said that when, wherever you go, you'll be able to eat the afar. So everyone asks, how is that a punishment? We don't have food wherever we go. The nachash has food wherever we go, so before I should say, because... The nachash has no sense of taste. A snake can't taste what he eats. And he has no sense of smell. He can't smell what he eats. He can't eat or get, so Hashem took that away. Everything tastes like afar. And, and he's a nachash. He's, he's, right? Everything tastes like afar. Part of this weird disease is that some people lose their, lose their taste. So we have to have a karsatot for all our five senses. Uh, I, I'm not telling everyone you have to do what I want to do, but I think it will be, it'll help us through this disease, but it'll also help us for the rest of our lives. But before that, I want to end... I want to end with something from Shir Hashir. So it says in Shir Hashir the following. Hashem says, Bosi Lagani, Bosi Arisi Mori in Basami. Hashem says, I came to my garden, my sister, my Kala, Arisi Mori in Basami, Achalti Yari in Divshi, came to the base of Migdash, 
had besamim, right? We're very big into Kataris right now. Chalti uh, Yari and Divshi, other things that were brought in the in the in the Beis Hamikdash. Shetzisi Yemi and Chalavi, the the fats of the of the Korbanos, the Yain oh, that was poured into the Mizbeach. Ichlu Reim Shetzu Sichlu Daidim. Hashem's remembering Klai Yisrael and telling um, telling Klai Yisrael about the Beis Hamikdash that he used to you know that, that we had. Listen to Pasuk Beis. Ani Yishena. I let my devotion sleep. My devotion to you, Hashem, I let sleep. The Levi air. But the God of my heart was awake all the time. Ten years, he's throwing hundred dollar bills. Hashem. Hashem has been knocking. Pischuli Hashem says to Klaisrael, open up your hearts to me. Now he calls us and he loves us, everybody. He loves us. Listen to what he calls us. Achosi, my sisters. Rayosi, my love. Yonasi, my dove. Tamasi, my perfection. Halavai. Any of us should talk to our wives this way. Eh. Any of us. My sister, my loved one, my dove, my perfect one. This is what Hashem is saying to us. My head is full of tal. I remember. Pashadati, we say back to Hashem. He's knocking on the door. He's throwing at us good stuff. Sorry, God, I'm busy. Pashadati eskutanti, we answer. I have taken off my robe of devotion. I'm busy with all my stuff. My internet, my WhatsApp, my stuff. Echacha el How can I put it back on? I am so busy. Rachatzti is raglai. I have washed my feet from walking on your derech, Hashem. You want me to get them? You want to spend an hour in shul? Come on, more than thirty-five minutes? No, no. I'm not on your path anymore. This is Shirashim. This is Shlomo Melch, not Rabbi Wallerstein. Says Hashem, really? Okay, then I'm going to pull back from your shul and your yeshiva and all the other places. In anger, Hashem sent his hand from the door. And my stomach, the, my innards, who are lunging for a Baruch Hu. Now? Now, we're in trouble. Corona. Business. Oh, did we wake up? Oh, did we wake up? No, I want to open the door. I want to go back to Shul. I want to meet you. I want to go back to Shiva. I want to go back to my shear. So I got up to open the door. But you are not too more. And my hands are dripping. With, with spices, I, I want to be good, I want to dive, and I want to do what I'm supposed to. 
It's by saying, more Iver, I'll cop with him now. And my fingers are flowing. And I want to remove mistakes that I made on this knob of the door that I didn't open. Yeah, now we're going through it. Now the pebbles are coming down from the, from the sky. I'm opening the door, the door that I didn't open before. But my beloved has turned his back on my plea. Nashi Yatsai Bedabroi. He left us. I'm looking for him. We're going through a very hard time. And it's getting worse and I can't find him. We're praying and we're davening. And it's getting worse. And he's not answering me. And so many good people are sick. We don't know what to do. But the Satan is out there. Matsuni Hashavim Hasavim Ba'ir. The Malachim, the Mazikim, the disease and the plague who surrounds the city. Hikuni Pitsauni. It is striking me. It has bloodied me. Nasnu esridide me'alai. It has stripped me of my mantle of holiness. It has stripped me of my minyanin. Last week, Birchatzachodesh. Today, tomorrow morning, Hallel, shuls that sing Hallel, shuls that ring Hallel. Today, tomorrow, Yisrael is saying halal alone in their in their houses. You took the mantle, they stripped the mantle. This disease has stripped the mantle of holiness from Klai Yisrael, from our children. Shemei HaChoymais the, the, are the angels. So what should we do? Should we give up? No. This is what my Rebbe is stressing, and with this I'll end and take you to my front door. Hishbiati Eschem Benoit Yerushalayim, says Klai Yisrael. Swear to me, the daughters of Yerushalayim, Im Timtzim was Daidi. If you find Hashem, if you find my loved one, Mata Gidolo, I have a message for you to tell him. Shechoylas Ahavani. I'm sick, but it's not Corona, Hashem. It's not fever. It's not a cough. I'm sick in love with you. And that's what we all need to say tonight before we go to sleep, to sit on the edge of our bed and say, if you wrote a Gezeira that Klai Yisrael in the world should be sick, if we're not zeicher for you to rip up the gezeira, change the gezeira. Instead of a sickness that kills, a sickness that heals. And the only sickness that heals is Ani. I'm sick in love with you, Hashem. I'm so sorry 
that when you knocked on the door all these years, I didn't open that door. I didn't put back on the robe of Kedusha that Klai has. And our suffering is the suffering of our God. What did we do to make you write this Gezeira? Even on your Tinaikal Shabbat Rabban, who have always saved us. Even in the times of Haman, Esther said, Lech Yehudim, take him to shul. We can't even do that. Even in the times of Haman, everyone knows that Haman went to the yeshiva to see what they were learning. And they were learning Kemitsa. And when he saw them learning Kemitsa, he said to Zeresh, we're done. They're going to win. Zeresh said, how do you know? He says, because the children get to Hashem. We don't got no children in yeshiva. We don't got no shuls. Les Knoyth Kal Yehudim. We can't even do that. Wow! What we must have done for Hashem to do, to write this. But in the end, in the end, if we feel his pain, the sickness that will come over Klai Yisrael is not a sickness of Corona, but a sickness of loving him and needing him and realizing, like it says in the Gemara and it says in all the Mepharshim, that in the end of time, you will have no money to save you. The rabbis will be locked up in their houses. They won't be able to save you. The politicians won't be there to save you. The Torah in yeshivas won't save you. The davening won't save you. It says this. Me. You're going to come to me. You're not even going to say, well, this chus of the shiurim, this chus of minyan. We take that all the way from you. You're not going to have anything. You're going to only have me. And once we have him, Hashem, we get everything back. That's our avayda. I'm going to take you to the front of my house. Um, Torah anytime is going to follow me. It's going to take a minute. And this is just something that if we take on, maybe will help us cure and prevent this from continuing. It's actually brought down in the Kavayashar. It's brought down in the Kavayashar. Um, so let's let's go to the front and we should all be good benched. Everyone should be good benched. You actually have to take me from outside. So every morning, every morning, this is my front door. This is my front door. This is my mezuzah. Okay? We all have, Hashem, our front doors. And mezuzah, first of all, it's an Indian to go out your front door, first of all. Because the malachim are at your front door, not your side door. So in the morning, you should go out your front door. And... Um, the first thing you should say, the first thing you should say is put your hand on the mezuzah. It's brought, this is brought down, by the way, in the Kavayosha. And you should say, Bechaz Kahanim, Yivrecha Adinoi Vishmarecha, Yodinoi Panavalecha Vichuneka, Yisa Adinoi Panavalecha Vyasim Lechosholam. You should say this with your hand on the mezuzah. There are 60 letters in Bechaz Kahanim, Yivrecha Shem Vishmarecha, and all the Yorah Shem Panavalecha, Yisa Shem Panavalecholam. There are 60 letters. Those are the 60, if you look in Shirashirim, that Shlomo Melech had shishim gibayrim. He had sixty um, gibayrim, 
soldiers surrounding his bed so that the Shadim and Mazikim could not hurt him. It's brought down. He didn't really have 60 soldiers around his bed, but he had Yivarecha around his bed. There are 60 letters, and those are the 60 soldiers. I happen to say it um, um, six times. I say Yivarecha for in front of me, Yivarecha on the side of me, like you do at a lulav, Yivarecha behind me, Yivarecha on the other side, up and down, so that once I leave, I have these 60 so 60 gibayim surrounding me, my head, my toes, all four sides of me. When I go out in the world, I know that I'm protected. So that's the first thing you should say. You don't have to do all six. You can just do it once, but it's good to do surround yourself with that. That's number one. Then, close your eyes. Put your hand on the mezuzah. Thank you, Hashem, that I can feel. I feel the mezuzah. I feel it's cold. It's hot, depending on what time of year. Baruch Hashem, I could feel that is one of my senses. It is like a computer. It tells me cold, hot, soft, the shape of things. It's amazing. Chas v'shalom, you have no feelings in your hand. It's a terrible thing if you have no feelings in any part of your body. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu, number one, I want to thank you that I could feel. Thank you, Hashem, that I can smell. Thank you, Hashem. If you had a coffee before diving, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Thank you, Hashem that I can taste. Thank you, Hashem. Spend a second, listen to the birds, cars, whatever. Thank you, Hashem, I'm not deaf. Thank you, Hashem, that I can hear. And the most unbelievable thing, Baruch Hashem, open your eyes and say, thank you, Hashem, that I can see. Thank you, Hashem, that I could think, that I could eat, that I could digest, that I can go to the bathroom, that I can move my hands, that I can move my feet. Kaviyosha says, you should look up at Shalayim. Cloudy day, rainy day, blue sky, doesn't make a difference. Picture the letters Yud K, Yud, Hash, Yud Hey, and Hashem's name, Vav Hey, and picture the name Shakai, Shin Dalad Yud, and then leave your house. It's a very big protection on every single person, every day. And if you have a karsa tov to Hashem, for all five senses, Hazrat Hashem, you will have all those five senses your whole life. Everyone, you should be matzliach, and we should be able to stand by our door, mit Hashem by the seder. Shvecha Moscha, Hashem should throw his anger not at us, but throw his anger at this disease. It's a leil shimurim, it's the gematria, hachoyjezelachem is the gematria, Mashiach ben David, we should all be zaycha to see Mashiach ben David, bimher biyameinu, the tzaddikim are saying, tonight it all changes. Chodesh Nisan, Nigal, we will be redeemed. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, just to continue a little bit from uh, from last night. So I'd like to quote from you the, the Kava Yosher, Perak Aleph. Um, very important, f- not only for the virus, but we should do this every single day. First of all, when you leave your house, don't go through the side door, go through the front door, because the malachim that walk you into the world every day, they're, they're at your front door. Um, so you stand by the mezuzah, and he says the following. He says that you need to know, the, 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 the ear in the world is full of the other side. The, the, the bad angels, the damaging angels, the diseases um, that were created by, by, by people's bad deeds. They're in the ear. So he says that um, it's written many times. When you leave to go to shul, 
that Litzat Smol HaPesach, on the left side of the Pesach, Yesitra Achachad, there's a bad angel. Um, like it says in the Pesach, the Pesach HaTasreveitz. The HaMezuzah, HaRemeses HaShchinta Kedisha, the Mezuzah, it says Shakai, Kavuya B'Yemin, is on the right side. That it says, Lev Chacham Yeminai. And um, the person should, should every morning, um, stand by the, stand by the, by the door, like I'm standing by the door. Um, there's a special tea, let's just say, Rebayna Shalaylam. Chusana Alai, please have Rachmanus on me, Lemalteni Miyetzahara, to save me from the, from the dark side. Lechokatile Omein, and every, and, and his whole gang. And then, you should say, Kriyashma, the first passion, Kriyashma Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekin Hashem Achad, Baruch Shein Kavod Machusai, and Vyahafta, which Uchisafta Mazos Misechu Vishirecha, and then you should go out. And he says in the back, um, um, he says in the back that you should know that the word Yetzer, who's the Yetzer Hara is on the other side, um, so Yud Sadik Reish, Yud ends with a Dalit, Sadi ends with a Yud, Reish ends with a Shin, which spells Shakai, which, which spells Hashem's name. So you should come to the, you should, you should say this prayer again, to save me from the Yetzer and then say Shema, in the morning, but you have to make sure that before you do any of these things, and this is why I'm making this tape this morning, I didn't say it last night, you have to say Birchas HaTorah. Because you can't, you can't say Shema, and you can't say Varechacha, you first have to make your Birchas HaTorah. Before you even come to the front door, wash your hands, of course, do what you have to do, and come to the front door. And just to repeat specifically for the Shiran HaKar Satov, and for everything else, when you come to your front door, another, another protection outside of that is to put your hand on the, on the mezuzah and to say, Yivarecha Hashem Yishmarecha, Yor Hashem, of course with Hashem's name, I'm going to say Pesukim, I could say it, Yivarecha Adinoi Yishmarecha, Yor Adinoi Panavalecha V'chunecha, those are 60 letters. Those are the 60 gibayrim, malachim that surrounded Shlomo HaMelech, we say in Shem that protected him. Um, you could say it once, or you could say it six times. Each um, yivrecha, one for in front, one for on your right side, one for on your back, one on your left side, one above you, one below you, so that when you walk out, you have all these 60 angels, these 60 gibayrim surrounding you. Um, again, that the hiratzon, Kriyashma, the first part, um, and Yivrecha Hashem Yishrecha, and then stand with your eyes closed, and this is the prayer of Mashiach, Ein Oid Mavado, there is nothing, not there is no one, but there is nothing besides you, even though I'm going into the world, there's nothing besides you, say it six times, in front of you, next to you, behind you, your other side, up and down, nothing, in all the different drachim, in different ways, there's nothing, in El Mavado, there's nothing but you, but Hashem, um, those are the protectors, and then, of course, very, very, very important, the Hakar Satov, before you leave, close your eyes, put your hand on the mezuzah, thank you Hashem that I could feel, it's cold, it's warm, the letters, that it's metal, these computers, these fingertips, thank you Hashem, it's amazing that I could feel, thank you Hashem, that I can smell, even if this garbage truck goes by and you smell that, it's good, it keeps you from going near garbage, so smell good, smell bad, that I could smell, Thank you, Hashem, that I could taste. Thank you, Hashem, that I could hear sounds, words, music. And then the final, well, not the final, but thank you, Hashem, open your eyes, that I could see. Amazing that a person is able to see. Um, thank you, Hashem, 
that I could think, that I could eat, that I can digest, that I can go to the bathroom. Thank you, Hashem, that I can move my hands and move my feet. Thank you, Hashem, for everything. And if you do that, and you have Akros Atov for all the five senses and for everything else, then Akrosh Baruch the more we thank Him, the more He gives us. Um, will definitely be a Shmira um, on this, this situation, but it's something that we should do every single day at the front door. All our kids, everyone, before we leave the house, and the Kabbalah Yasher says we'll all be protected from any mazikim, any bad, any ra that will be in the world. Have a very wonderful day. Look up at Shemayim. He brings this down in a different parak. Before you walk out, look up at Shemayim. Whether it's blue, cloudy, doesn't make a difference. And in your mind, think the letter Yud Kei Vav Hashem's name, the Yud, the Hey, the Vav, and the Hey. Think the name Shakai, the Shin, the Dalit, and the Yud. Think Adonis, Aleph, Dalit, Nun, and Yud. Think um, the different names, Kale, the other name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the name of Eheya, Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey. And have those all in your thoughts before you walk out the door. And Bezrat Hashem will see Mashiach from Hey, remain all name. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.